0: Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base
1: Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, welcome back to the show. This episode features Francesco Clark. He's the founder of Clark's Botanicals. We had quite a funny time together, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you missed last week's show, it featured Christy Ingalls, the SVP of Marketing at the Beauty Strategy Group and Beauty Barrage. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be sitting with Francesco Clark. Did I do that well? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Francesco. Um, You are the founder of Clark's Botanicals. Thank Mm -hmm. you for having us here today.
0: Thank you for having me with you.
1: This is super exciting. So um, I want to tell our listeners how I know you and know your brand. Um, And I met you for the first time, I think it was like a year ago, at Mm an industry event. Um, And we talked about doing the podcast, and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And then finally it is happening, so that's Mm -hmm. really exciting. So I think that's sort of one of those, like, patience. Just be patient, Jody. Mm -hmm. If I'm not. Are you patient?
0: No. It's like Linda Evangelista, like, I don't get out of bed for less
1: than
0: $10,000 a day. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the middle child, so I'm patient and impatient at the same time.
1: Okay. So if we talk about the Bradys, did you watch the Brady Bunch growing up? A little bit. So you're like Marsha? Well,
0: it wasn't all about... No, Marsha's the oldest one. It was like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan, Jan. Yeah. You're a little Jan. bit. I think it, I've evolved. I'm, I'm like now like a hybrid of Marsha and Jan.
1: Oh, because yeah. Marsha's like a little bit bossy?
0: Yeah. So you already know me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like a minute into the podcast and you know me already. So yes, I'm a little bit like Marsha and Jan. I'm a little bit bossy, but um, I also like other people to chime in so a little bit of both
1: right I watched a lot of Brady Bunch and Happy Days like a lot of Happy Days
0: I was more like uh, 90210 Melrose Place and then remember Models Inc
1: no, but I think you might be a little bit younger than me. 90210 for me was um, senior of high school. We would all get together and watch these shows when they launched, like a, like 25 of us. Yeah. So were you in middle school then, or elementary yeah, school? Yeah, middle school. Yeah. yeah. So a 90210 is basically, like, everything that my life is about. Um, and then it became, of course, Sex in the City when I was in my 20s in the city.
0: Brenda is, I think, my spirit animal. Like, I want to be... If I were to be reincarnated as a character on TV, I would have been Shannon Doherty in nine oh two one oh.
1: Brenda Walsh. Would you yeah. be dating Luke Perry? Like would that still have happened?
0: I think I would have changed the plot a little bit. I would have been more, I don't know, a little bit more spicy.
1: Have you seen the show Riverdale? No, I haven't. Okay, I haven't. so um, I just started watching it last night, and I feel like I need to watch high school TV. This is, like, <laughs> what my whole life is about, is watching the shows me- meant for, like, 15-year-olds.
0: Marvelous Mrs. Maisel yes. is who I would like to be all the time. I mean, she—it's like Joan Rivers before she was famous— is the way that I'm interpreting the show. Plus, her style is like, oh my God, Cynthia Rowley. And there's a little bit of um, Isaac Mizrahi when he's doing cabaret. And then there's a little bit of um, comedian music. I, there's just like so many different aspects of fashion, beauty, comedy, music, and then she's like a Spitfire intellectual. That I would dot like. She is the person that I would like to be.
1: And she's challenging the norms everywhere she goes. Yeah. Right? And, like, um, it's so timely.
0: I want her to be right next to me. Like, I want her to be right next to me in character at all times. <laughs> like, you have your um, angel, like, on your left shoulder and then your little devil on the right. But I would just go to her as, like, you're my angel and my devil. Or, like, angel outfit and then devil outfit. So different outfits of her.
1: Um, it's so funny because I get um, casting notices from backstage, because that's where we do castings for work, and one of them was four extras in the show. And you had to come with, like, a certain type of hair and a certain type of, um, what else did they ask for? Like, come made up, right, in, yeah. like, a period style. Yeah. And for, like, two seconds, I was thinking to myself, should I do it? <laughs> Did you? No. No, I mean, like, you know, it's, that takes time to make the effort. But a little part of me was like, that would be so freaking cool to be, like, a telephone operator on that show. That, that's what the, the, um, the role was. Uh,
0: that would be my profile pic.
1: You know, like, putting the on little pins On Facebook, in. Instagram,
0: <laughs> OkCupid, okay Tinder. It, like, it, it would just be my profile pic everywhere. Yeah.
1: It, maybe there's an opportunity to get you a role as an extra. You I know, would You know, at the, like, department store or something where she works? Yeah.
0: I don't know, could I be are we throwing this out there into the universe? We are. Now?
1: Well, I think it's just a phone call away, honestly. Really? I think everything's a phone call away. It might be a phone call and then another phone call and yeah. another phone call and then being patient and waiting a year, but yeah. like maybe
0: it's twenty people on the phone before it gets back to me. But like no, I um I would die. I would die. I would love it. Yeah. So her, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett. Oh, you're making Those are my top your three. mix. Um
1: yeah. your dream team.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about something that's not on TV. Okay. Well, you're on TV. So I <laughs> um, let's talk about how you spent your day today. So it's the afternoon in June. What did you, what did you do today?
0: So we had, we're preparing for our next one hour show on QVC um, for our new product launch, which i will talk about later. And then um, I was literally getting ready in the car on my way down here because there was so much traffic that I get dressed in the car and I do like skincare in the car as I'm coming down because I don't have time to get ready at home and then just like listen to the radio um, in the car. So every minute has to be productive.
1: So you're putting your tie and your jacket on in the car?
0: Yeah, and skincare and like brushing my teeth and
1: no and yeah
0: I'm not even kidding yeah I have um I have this Sonicare diamond whatever it's like the dark grey one and it's like a jackhammer in your mouth but I am brushing my teeth within the first five minutes of being in the van and then I'm pre-moisturizing, like toning and then moisturizing. So I'll use like our deep moisture mask after our cellular lifting moisture mist and then our Smoothing Marine Cream. So I have specific steps depending on where you are in the van, like on the car ride down to the office in Manhattan. And I realized that that is like a little bit OCD. Like it's not, but it kind of is that I'm like, this is when you have to stop brushing your teeth. This is when you have to start moisturizing. This is when you start putting on your shirt. And this is when you start getting your, like, hair gelled, whatever. Um, And that's what I do. Like, every minute is doing something.
1: Well, has there ever been a time where there was no traffic and you flew in and, like, bits and pieces of this routine were not accomplished in time?
0: So I get a little bit pissed off when I'm early somewhere. I never want to be late. But if I'm early, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm here. And it's, like, half an hour before whatever meeting. Um, and then I'm like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> so then um, I always have my iPod, um, iPad with me, and then I'll just like start getting work done that I missed earlier.
1: So why is it so frustrating to you to have a, a, a 30 minutes to spare?
0: So because I had my spinal cord injury and you have this like feeling of loss of control when you can't move your fingers, you can't get up, from the wheelchair and do whatever you want whenever you want that when you do have time to do something it has to be uh meaningful and productive so and having a near-death experience for me makes me much more cognizant of the fact that time is fleeting so use your days and your minutes wisely um and that's not just for work it's also like you have two days off, you know, spend it with people that you love, and do something more meaningful, and um, make a ripple. So making a ripple in the water um, and making a difference is something that, to me, um, was put in the forefront of my mind.
1: Right. So when you have um, this extra time it feels like a little bit more of a loss of control because your day should be scheduled to be like maximum benefit for you.
0: It's more like so going back to like Marsha, 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 like using the Brady Bunch metaphor. Um, yeah, in a way, like it's just always a way that I've that I was growing up. Mm-hmm. My my parents um, are both only children. And my mom is her PhD. My dad is an MD. And it was always like, well, me having um, a disability right now was never an excuse. So they never talked to me. My family, my sister, my brother, or my parents never speak to me like, well, how will you get this done? It's more like, what are you doing next? So me having a spinal cord injury was never, ever part of the conversation. It was more like, Um, okay, it's Sunday or Saturday, what what do you have planned for the week? And that is my entire life, I feel like, in a nutshell.
1: Right. So um, when you have these moments of free time, which I'm sure there's really not that many of, um, because there always is traffic here, um, would you consider taking that free time and turning it into, like, Moments to breathe or meditate or...
0: I, so I do meditation every night as I'm going to sleep. And my ex-boss from Mademoiselle, um, Suzanne Cologne actually just wrote a book um, called The Yoga Mind, which is not about yoga, but it's about being in the yoga mindset. So I learned the three-part breath when I was in the ICU with her. And I was told by the surgeon that I would never breathe or speak or move my arms clearly he was wrong because I don't shut up um, so learning how to breathe on my own and then learning how to speak um, was very much taking my, my mind out of the hospital and out of the ICU and finding a safe place somewhere mm-hmm. and um, kind of growing my sense of existence to where I wanted to be and that sense of imagination Um, and creativity thank god I had that before thank god I lived in my own world you know before um, before I had my spinal cord injury because I was able to transport myself somewhere more creative um, than a doctor telling you that you would never do this and you would never do that I was like no you know like screw that, I'm going to make my own rules kind of thing.
1: So when you um, transport yourself in, in your head or you visualize, is it always the same place or does it like different moods and feelings you know, evoke a different journey for you?
0: So I start, I'm glad you asked actually. Um, I started doing EMDR exercises which uses um, post-traumatic stress disorder um, and looking at the part of your brain where it's typically stored. And with PTSD, it's stored in the other part of your brain. So you have triggers in your brain that will make you feel like you're back in shell shock. And with EMDR, you're using talk therapy and sound and or light therapy. And it's the only FDA approved um, way of dealing with PTSD that does not use medication. And for me, I started using it in a way where I would imagine um, my anniversary was actually on Friday of my injury. And I look at it as a very happy event now because I'm just celebrating being alive. Um, How many years ago? 16 years ago, yeah. Um, Sweet 16. So I was using EMDR in a very atypical way because I would use sound um, with my therapist and talking through being in what is my safe place. So for me, my safe place is, and this is supposed to be personal to everybody, so you have your own safe place. Mm -hmm. For me, it was when I was on vacation with my family in Hawaii on the beach, and then you have um, kind of like a guiding person or thing or animal. It could be anything. So it could be your best friend. It could be... um, A family member, for me, it was my dog growing up, JJ, because he was this, like, regal chow-chow that we had um, for 12 years. And a dog, my dog for me was perfect because it's not going to talk back, but it's always there. Like, animals are unconditional love. And just having something there that you love and loves you back And they could be sleeping. It doesn't have to be, like, expecting a conversation. It could just be you relaxing in a different, like, scenario you're always imagining being on that beach in Hawaii. And so the conversation is always changing. Um, But the first time that I was on QVC, it was like, how am I going to um, navigate this experience where I have to perform? Mm -hmm. And I only had eight minutes. So how do you get your dollars per minute to a level of productivity and still be, like, sane on camera and relatable and true to yourself um, and not, like, turn bright red and start crying. So I was imagining being um, in Hawaii while I was on camera.
1: So is JJ, like, standing in the sand with you? Like, what? what yeah. Is,
0: mm-hmm. It's actually, so there's this, like, huge tree. And I actually went to this beach. So was, there's, like, a 200-year-old tree that's growing, like, right um, on the border of the beach and the grass. And there's, like, a little, like, deck out there. And so I was, I'm laying on this, like, lounge chair. And he's just, like, laying down right next to me.
1: And visualizing that gets you into this, like, kind of calmer yeah. state, I guess?
0: So you visualize being in this calmer state, and you have to practice over and over. And while you're doing that, you're doing the three-part breath that I learned in the ICU. So bringing your breath down to, um, you know, the base of your ribcage, and then the middle part of your ribcage, and then the top part. So it moves you out of that, like, I'm so freaked out kind of breathing, that's hyperventilating, quasi Um that it brings you back to center and then you bring in Hawaii and then you bring in like okay so let's like bring us back down to who we are and relaxed and natural and it just feels like this is the truest part of yourself uh whenever you normally might be freaking out yeah
1: and it's been working for you
0: I mean, I hope so. I don't know. Tell me. You tell me. Well, how
1: did the QVC show go?
0: So we, the first time I was on air, we sold out within um, six minutes. Wow. And I was on with Lisa Robertson, and she was just like, well, we're sold out. (laughs) So we're going to take the mic off you right now. And I'm like, I have two more minutes left. And I didn't know how it worked, like, if you did sell out. Um, And so they just, like undid my brakes, wheeled me off, and I'm (laughs) sitting there like, I'm not done. I'm still, like, I have two minutes left. Um, And six times in a row we sold out, like, time after time after time, that it felt good. Um, It felt, it's funny, because when you're going through it, it felt like, it really did feel like the movie um, Joy, which Jennifer Lawrence, mm-hmm. where the lights turn on and you're like, okay, now like the dream kicks in, and I don't know what I'm going to say in the next eight minutes. It's almost like the outer, out of body experience um, happens because before you go on air, you're like 44 million people are watching, and if you don't perform, you might not be invited back because at the end of the day, you understand like they have to make money and you have to make money, and you know it's. Somebody else could be in your slot, and so my point of view is always like, "What can I do better, and how am I of service to anybody that wants to buy skincare, anybody that wants to that likes the beauty industry, and what makes Clark's Botanicals different?" And so, I really think of that point of difference um, and the point of relevance. That you know, it's just for me it's like my life and they're like you know make it quick but meaningful and heartfelt and I'm like all right and so then you just kick into um, the core of who you are and your DNA and hopefully people understand.
1: So um, what is that answer right like what is that I guess elevator style pitch of saying, summarizing everything that is you that's squeezed into these products, right? Like,
0: So Clark's Botanicals is all about bringing your inner voice outwards. Um, and it's all about this luminosity and healthy glow to your skin where for me, and I used to work in fashion, um, when I had my spinal cord injury, I didn't care what I looked like because I I felt like I was the overachiever growing up and then I dove into a pool and then I felt like the biggest idiot in the world. Like, I had the word idiot on my Mm -hmm, forehead. mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like I had become such a worry to my family and my friends that the opposite that I wanted to be was a worry. So I would shave my head bald every week. I wore the same t-shirt every um, day. Same paper hospital pants every day. And I wouldn't leave the house and I wouldn't leave... The physical therapy room from the hospital and my friends would be like oh we want to come see you no I'm busy I'm doing therapy I wasn't that busy mm-hmm. um but I also felt this enormous sense of guilt um to what I had put everybody through and a part of that was dealing with trauma and I think it's a very normal part of your psyche to go through this deep depression that I went through for three years, where I completely neglected myself. And one of the first signs of depression is um, not having any sort of self-care. You know, you don't shower for a week, or you don't look at yourself, you don't care about the way that people see you, because you also don't care about the way that they see you, so you don't care about that human interaction. And being human is, what I've learned, is all about that connectedness that we have to other people, or any other person. And I completely shut myself off from that. And the day that that changed was the day that Christopher Reeve passed away, because he was the biggest advocate for other people with spinal cord injuries and he was my advocate and the day that he passed away unexpectedly I remember Barbara Walters um, and Diane Sawyer were talking about it on the radio um, as I was going to Kessler, New Jersey to do physical therapy and they were just like, we don't know nobody knows how it happened but he tragically passed away but I'm like, but he's Superman Mm -hmm. and he was my hero even before I had my injury um, and now he's gone. And while I was in therapy, in physical therapy that day, um, I started to think, like, well, what about me taking accountability for what happened in my life? So for the first time in three years, I looked in the mirror, and I didn't look like myself. And um, I said, you know, I want to be part of society, and I want to be part of um, the conversation that's going on um, anywhere. And whatever way that I can contribute, I want to contribute. I wanted to be an advocate for people that feel like they don't have a voice, don't feel like they have a sense of power, um, not just for spinal cord um, injury survivors, but for anybody. Um, And so it was more about inclusion. um, And I don't want people to just come up to me and say like, what happened? Are you in a wheelchair? I want somebody to come up to me and say, like, talk to me because, you know, I look energetic and optimistic and, like, she's cracking a joke, he's cracking a joke, and I crack a joke back. You know, like, you want that basic human um, feeling of being wanted. Um, and everybody wants that.
1: Right. So you're talking about um, the desire to feel connection, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, you're saying all this and like, you're a super handsome guy, you know, they're Thank like you. very, you know, thinking about like how, how, it, how the conversation has gone so far. Like we've gone kind of full circle, like you've been grooming your way in the car. Right. And then yeah. you're telling me about, you know, historically, you know, for three years, you ignored yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're, you know, clearly able to move yourself forward um, mm. with the energy and spirit that you have. So it sounds like that, that's what you're bottling up, right, Um, more than the product, more than the goop, right? It's this um, energy.
0: Yeah. As much as um, a customer or anybody that hears about Clark's Botanicals might um, resonate with that emotional story of how Clark's Botanicals started, literally from a hospital bed in my house with my father and my mother and my sister. If the products don't work, it doesn't matter. So for me, um, when my skin stopped sweating after I had my spinal cord injury, everything went wrong with my skin. So it looked like I was hyper-aging. It was dry, but it was oily. Um, It looked like I was developing rosacea. Um, I tried the $500 creams, the $5 creams prescription over-the-counter. And my father is a traditional medical doctor and a, home- a homeopathic doctor. And I turned to him and I was just like, this, none of this is working. You have to help me. So the brand started from my hospital bed in what used to be your living room um, and our kitchen in Bronxville. So in Westchester, New York. I mean, that's like literally how the brand started.
1: So let's talk about the product because we have some products in front of us. Um, I use the Deep Moisture Mask. No, no, we don't have that one in here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one that I, um, I'm like really loyal to it Mm -hmm. so much so that when that, like a promo email came in, it was like 25% off. I'm like, yes, you know, like one of those people. Right. So, um, but I don't, I don't use it as a mask. I use it as a moisturizer. Like Mm -hmm. I don't wipe it away. Um, I I don't even want to wipe it away. No, (laughs) thank God. I
0: mean, that's so good to hear because so a lot of our customers, um, with the deep moisture mask was an eye-opening product for me because it was intended to be put on your skin for 20 minutes and you can rinse it off or wipe it off brides-to-be would have their makeup artists um say use this as a night cream and then we would get emails and i I would actually get the emails and i would write back and they're like well why does it just have to be for my wedding can i use it every night i'm just like yeah of course um can I also use it as a daytime moisturizer and just leave it on because it goes on clear um, and it's not shiny. I'm like, yeah, you can totally use it, just use less. Um, And then it became one of our top three products in the line.
1: Yeah, I do it um, night and day. Although like, um, I only started in, I guess, the fall, so I haven't gone through the summer. Maybe I would, maybe I'd cut back. I don't know yeah. if I was like bubbling up too much on my face when I'm sweating, but I really love it. Like love it, love it, love it. And you know, I get a lot of product for free, so I don't buy a lot of stuff. But you know, it's one of the things I pay my own money, use my own money for. Thank you. You know, which is yeah, exciting. That's the
0: best testimonial. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> if you're using something, and one of the things that I was um, dealing with. Uh, last year and the year before that is when we sold out of three products all at once. And it's such an honor for people to be like, how dare you to be out of stock of this product and this product? I can't live without it. And I'm like, well, that's nice. Like, that actually is, like, a sign of the formulation working and us working overtime to get into production for those products. But thank you.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean... um I'm sure you get a lot of products for free, right? So it's like when you spend your money on something, like, oh, I really, really love it. The other thing I spend my money on is um, L'Occitane hand cream. Yeah. Butter hand cream. I used to work there and I used to get it for free and then I left the company and like, I am willing to spend money and it's expensive on this because it's phenomenal. So, um, but let's talk about something else. I found out that Jasmine is a key ingredient, Jasmine Absolute is is a key ingredient in the products and I love Jasmine. Is that maybe why I love the product?
0: Um, No, I don't think that's the (laughs) only reason why. I think that Jasmine Absolute is a proprietary mixture of essential oils and extracts from the jasmine flower. And the enzyme that's released in the flower as the sun is coming up makes the petals close. That is good for the skin. But when you mix it with the essential oils and the other extracts from the flower, it was the only thing that worked on my skin to rebalance my skin. So it brought my skin back to, like, healthy and glowing. It actually, um, I don't know, it just, I I felt like it looked better than it did before. Um, And we went through four years of testing of different botanical mixtures that we could use. And this is the way that I grew up with my mom and my dad was, you know, we take vitamins every day. Um, I get blood tests done twice a year to see what Vitamins um, are deficient in my body. So the vitamin concoctions that I take every morning are based on what I need. It's not just like a generic kind of like, oh, take this, you know, centrum, whatever, multivitamin. This is um, a cocktail of vitamins, but if you need antibiotics, my dad does a little bit of both. So it's the best of science and the best of nature. So when we started to do that with Jasmine Absolute and Clark's Botanicals, For me, it was just very obvious. And now there's, like, a whole new clean movement and beauty that's about um, what's good for your body and how do you get rid of um, toxicity or how do you not include um, toxic ingredients in formulations. And that was just always obvious um, to me. But the one thing that I'm, like, struggling with right now is when you're buying, like one product with one ingredient because then you have like one hyaluronic acid product one probably like three vitamin c products um and then you're buying um a moisturizer but then you're buying a clean moisturizer then you're buying a heavier moisturizer so you're buying these um products now that are becoming so basic to the point that it's like that zoolander scene like water is the essence of moisture, and you're like, <laughs> wetness is the essence of moisture, and everyone's like, I don't have time to put on 18 products in a row. And so, for me, um, when I think about deep moisture mask, I think about um, you know glucosamine HCL. I think about Japanese green tea extract. I think of high concentrations of the jasmine absolute. I think of dehydrated algae microspheres. I think of active ingredients that the jasmine absolute um, is a catalyst for that makes them work beyond what a regular um, algae extract would do makes them work it's almost like you're making your botanical ingredients uh, superhuman in a natural way so they're working beyond their earthly limits um, and it's becoming a hero product because you're like this is the thing that works
1: yeah, I love it. I yeah. mean, um, there's there's products that I try and I'm like, ugh, I'm putting it in the garbage can, right? So yeah. um, I'm sure you do the same. And um, it's awesome to find something that you love. Um, so let's our last topic before we close out. Um, I want to talk about the 10th anniversary of the brand because it's a huge milestone for a brand, but also for you personally, like as an entrepreneur, right? Um, does it feel like 10 years?
0: No, it's the craziest thing. It feels like. Um In the blink of an eye, um, I started from not knowing how um, I would pay my bills the next day for everybody that I was working with, um, to now having this team of, I mean, people that I work with that we don't work in a hierarchical kind of way, so we're all in the same field. And when we sit at um, a table in a meeting there's nobody at the head of the table. So we're all right next to each other. And, um, it's such an honor to work with people that worked at the biggest beauty companies who wanted to work with Clark's Botanicals, who like fight so much for like everything that they believe in that it proves to me that they care about the brand just as much as I do. Like, how do you get, um, somebody who works with you to be just as passionate about something as you. It's so hard to find.
1: It needs to be baked in. I don't think you can enforce it.
0: No, that I agree. You cannot enforce that at all. And I feel like um, it's, it's such a learning experience for me. And I have this thing with um, imposter syndrome where you're like, what am I doing in this room like in charge of a meeting? Like, hello, or, Like, thank you for coming, everybody. And I'm sitting there like, they know about like skincare and the beauty industry 10 times more than I do. Um, and so for me, I go into every single meeting um, and experience as I am the biggest idiot in the room, but I'm also so willing to be proven wrong and um, willing to learn. So my goal is to build a team of people that are very um, eager to speak up um, in dissent of whatever conversation is happening, but they have to have proof of why. And I'm so willing to learn from their experience, but I want to know why. So we have these, like, I love it. Like, I wish we could tape this um, during one of our meetings because you would see it becomes this, like, it's like a debate it's like a beauty debate and skincare debate and when we go through formulations, ingredients um, and everything that has to do with launching an launching a product and messaging, we are all so passionate that it's the perfect place to be and it all works together so you can't have you know an organ missing from a body because then the body's just not going to work so you know, you think about like one. There's a there's a complete synergy of why each ingredient is in each product in Clark's Botanicals, and the same thing goes for why each key player is working um, with this like loudmouth founder that's in every meeting. Um, but everybody's just as integral to each to each other.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today, our listeners. We'll have many notes that they've been taking during this episode. It's really awesome. thank you. And um, for our listeners, please, if you like this episode, please subscribe to our series on iTunes, write a review, and learn more about the show on Instagram at where Brains Meet Beauty podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in
1: again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.